You've seen her comedy concerts in all the big cities, like Zorro, Ohio at the Elks Lodge, at bingo halls in Stockholm, Wisconsin, and working the retirement home in Louisiana, Missouri. And now you hear her thoughts on her No Reason podcast. Here's Nola J, the chocolate blonde, on the No Reason podcast. Can I kick it? Welcome to the No Reason Podcast. I'm your host, Nola J, a.k.a. Chocolate Blonde, a.k.a. Jizzle. And I'm because Young Don Suave, a.k.a. Young Suave Sutra, a.k.a. Suave Mente, a.k.a. Suavarati. Don't hurt nobody or tell nobody because you can't stop me. How you feeling, Jizzle? What, what in the hell are you talking about? What is all that about? What's wrong with your throat? <laughs> Why are you having a hard time breathing over there? I just want to know. <laughs> oh my god! I'm good man, you know it's it's because I'm practicing for my radio show. <sighs> Welcome to episode eighty-seven. Mm. Eighty-seven, eighty-seven is I like that number eighty-seven. Yeah, yeah, it's a good number. I don't know why I like eighty-seven. I like seven. Seven is one of my favorite numbers, but eighty something about eighty-seven makes me feel good. I don't know why. Maybe because if you add them together, it's fifteen. And 15 years ago, you know. You ain't got shit. You just, where are you going with this? I ain't got nothing 15 years ago. What about 15 years ago? Ain't you been in the game? How long you been in the game? 15 years? No, I've been in the game since 2005. So 17 years. Wait. That's probably 16. 16 years. 15 16 years professionally getting paid now i've been in the game since the 90s but okay but uh well it's close enough as far as okay so that still doesn't make sense with your 15 years ago though 15 years ago is when like you really started like you was getting paid but you was like really getting your your feet warm. you 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 ruined it you ruined it you ruined it all right i hope everyone had a great week I had a good week. Um, I got some nice rest. Well, do rest is what I needed. How about you, Swizzle? I've been resting too. You know, kind of like they do on. Uh, never mind. But yeah, I've been resting. What? What's? Are we? Is this gonna be another <laughs> urgent care name? Are we live? <laughs> yeah, we are live. And I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Are we too? Are we gonna have to go back to urgent care again? I don't even know. What they are is. tired of seeing us. Once a week, we in there because some. I don't know what's wrong with you. Come, I I gotta take your temperature again. We gonna. I'm gonna take your temperature after um during our first break. I've been resting. Right. I have been doing my uh, residency on the clubhouse still. Yeah, I know you hang out in the clubhouse all the time, dude. All the time. I see. I get the alerts. I honestly um have been really like not been on clubhouse like I normally am. So I'm dedicating tomorrow all day clubhouse all day, all day, all day and all night. We got to do a clubhouse show. We're going to do a clubhouse show. I think no reason is coming to the clubhouse. I think we picked a Thursday night. Um, We're going to get down and do some, um, I'm going to do some moderating uh, and talk some shit. You gonna set it up? You the DJ now? You the resident DJ at Clubhouse? All of a sudden? I guess. Yeah. I 
Guys, this is this is what's cracking me up this is, is when I first talked about Clubhouse uh, Swizzle, and I think I've brought it up on previous episodes, and for my fans who I love you guys, and for my listeners and everyone that has been listening and hanging in there and sticking with me, you guys know I've talked about Clubhouse before. And um, Swizzle was hating. It was all like, ah, they don't have Android, blah, blah, blah. And that's how you sound it. That's how I sound Yep, that's exactly how you sound and now I can't get this bro off of Clubhouse. Like, like our conversations now are about Clubhouse. Like rooms in Clubhouse, who was talking, what was going on, which is cool. I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I still, I still like Clubhouse. I still. It's a cultural phenomenon. I like it. And um, later on in this episode, we'll discuss some, some, some things about Clubhouse. Uh. So, so, you know, I'm not going to get into it right now. But anyways, I had a great week. Uh, let's see what's going on this week. Uh, me and Swizzle went to the Milwaukee Bucks game on Monday. We, I was supposed to take my pops. My pops was a little under the weather. I think he's still recuperating from his 70-year-old. 70 70 year wait, 70 70th year, birthday? Se, yeah, 70th birthday. I was about to say 70-year-old party. Like, no, his 70th birthday from party. from his last meal. <laughs> I think he's still recovering from it, but we went to the um game. We wouldn't watch the Pacers. The uh Bucks blew him out. Um, it was weird. It was weird from uh, for the people who know me. I'm a huge Bucks fan. I season ticket holder, always in the in the, in the Bradley Center to the Pfizer to whatever, and it was empty. Oh my God, it was empty. I'm so appreciative and so happy that I got to see my Bucks and I got to see a game and I'll go on Saturday. I'm taking my nephew. I'm I'm excited about it, but it was eerie. That was eerie, Swizzle. That was eerie. There mm. was <clears throat> no one in there. No one. Mm. They had like the seats, they blocked off all the seats. We literally was like in our own row. Pretty much. Our yeah. own row. Yeah. Um, they do not have fans my normal seat where i would be at there was nobody there like i don't and i don't know if it's because it was a monday night game and it was the pacers but that's not the excuse because i think it's probably the certain amount of people they can have in the pfizer but they didn't have people close to the players except for you know the people that the floor seats which is probably family and people who've been able to come Mm. but it was empty and the ordering, and it was so weird because one of my best friends was there. So, you know, I'm meeting her in the hallway so we can kick it. You can't kick it like we normally do in the hallway. It was like we get up there and it's like you got to order your food and drinks on the app. You go pick it up in a little locker area. It looked right. like you grab that and then you stand around and just kind of like, all right, we talked for a few minutes. But it was like, all right, let's just go back to our seats because there's nothing else to do but to watch the game. Mm. Bango was nowhere to be found. I don't know where Bango was. The mascot. Yeah, Bango was gone. I don't know where. I don't know if Bango's quarantining. I don't know. I didn't see my Bango. That was weird. I'm used to seeing Bango. Didn't have no dancers either, did he? They well, they. This is what they did: is they pre-taped everything, and then we watched everything up on the um, jumbotron, which they they did the. Dancers, the old school dancers was up there. The the um when they do the senior citizens, I like when they dance. Um, they did some bangle stuff. Like it was a lot of stuff we had to watch. We watched. Yeah. We on watched on TV. On TV. 
But the Bucks blew out Indiana. It was a good game. Giannis was supposedly hurt, but he was on the sideline having a good time, jumping up, dancing, doing all kind of crazy stuff. It was stuff. a load management game. Yeah. They weren't playing nobody. Right. And then Drew Drew Holiday, I like him a lot, you guys. He has become one of my favorite players. I might have to get his jersey. I like him a lot. He's a baller. Man, he's a baller. And he was playing against his brother as well. Both brothers. Oh, both brothers are on the, the Pacers? Aaron and... I didn't know both brothers was yeah, on the same team. Over there. I didn't know that. Well, that's the same thing with um, Giannis and them. They got two on the Bucks and one on the Lakers, I guess. Yeah. That's how they rolls, huh? That's how they roll with brothers. Right. Brooke Lopez uh, woke up. You guys remember last episode, I couldn't figure out what Brooke, Brooke was doing. He woke up, but he was very selfish. Dude had no, barely any assists. Uh, he didn't pass the ball. He didn't pass the ball. <laughs> I, think, I think he heard me talking about him or something because he really, he like, it was all about him. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no, there was no Giannis, so he needed, needed the big man to step up. Right, but he... <clears throat> He was selfish. He played very selfish. He did. Um, uh, old ass PJ, is it Tucker? Yeah. He showed, PJ look, okay, they say he turned 35 today. He looked like he was 45. Oh, my 37. Thir- I don't know. 30. I th- somebody said he turned 35 today. It was his birthday or something. I don't know, y'all. I don't know the purpose. I don't know the purpose. We'll get into sports. Let me stop. So we saw PJ Tucker. We saw that. We went to the game. That was fun. I did my trivia night on Tuesday. How was that? Um, it was uh, it was fun again. But I'm gonna be honest. Uh, oh, and I had a gig Saturday, but I didn't end up doing the gig on Saturday. That was a long story. But anywho, um, Tuesday night with the trivia, it was fun. But I agree with with my peoples. They starting to film me. My DJing is good. I'm throwing in little jokes. Mm. It's getting it's, I'm getting a flow going. A little fan base. I got a little fan base, but the the um questions is old, like old school. Like I'm asking questions about the Beatles and stuff like that. And I don't know if it's the company I work for, but some of those questions, even you know, the people they was like, Can we get some updated like like this century type stuff? I'm like, I agree with you. Like I don't these ain't my questions. Like they're asking, like in 1958, who did this and that? What? 58. 1970, 1971. That's before you were born. I'm, the point I'm trying to make is, and I agree with what they're saying is, can we get a little updated though? Some new questions, I'd be like, I and when and when That's no right. one gets it, I'd be like, I wouldn't have gotten this, you guys. I'm be honest, I didn't come up with these questions. So I make jokes of the questions that are so damn old. Mm. Yeah, but I'm getting a swing of it. Um, they got oh, Swizzle, you come, um, you come check me out on a Tuesday. They got a nice ramen, like a noodle or yeah, about, uh, noodle. They got a nice ramen. They got good food there, really good food. But this, you I got finally, one ramen. You get one like they have a ramen dish. A bowl I'm, full of noodles. It's noodles. It's a no. This is normal hot ramen with the noodles and the boiled egg and the. And uh, all the good stuff in it, and uh, it was really good. Because, you know, ramen for me is complicated. It's got to be miso. <sighs> oh, God. You feel me? Jesus. Vegan ramen is a little, like, some people get offended. I, anywho, they have good ramen. Now, you yeah. want to get deep? Get deep. We didn't do Generation Gap because Pops is still recovering from his birthday party. 
And um, so that did not happen. Even though he called me to cancel, but he was telling jokes and sounded like he could really do. I don't know. What's up with Pops? Yeah. I don't know if Pops is pulling my leg. I don't know if there's something y'all need to tell me about Pops. (laughs) Is there something you need to tell me, Swizzle? Because Pops is acting really weird. Nah. He is. Um, What else was going on this Mm. week? Um, That's pretty much it for now I can think of. And Swizzle, I'm going to ask you, but you're not going to really tell me anything. What did you do besides go to game with me? Um, What did you do this week? Just been resting up. You know, it's going to be a crazy year. So I've just been getting my rest on. Um, watching my favorite show, the only show I ever watch, Undercover Millionaire. Undercover Billionaire. Oh, you use my sign-in? Not yet, cause it already took my money out of my account two weeks ago. Oh, so you you gonna enjoy the so, month that yeah, you? Oh, that I'm already that they already got me for. Okay. For one show, I'm still not used to that, but yeah. You know what I watched that was really weird? And the reason I interrupted Swizzle because he doesn't tell us anything, you guys. So I don't even know why I asked that damn question. Well, I made pancakes, um, too. Pardon me? I made pancakes, too. Pancakes? What are you, Prince? What? 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 Why did you make pancakes? I haven't had pancakes in years. You are. You know what is so weird, Swizzle? The reason I this just threw me off. Someone earlier today, I had asked someone this question if you if you um could only eat one food for the rest of your life what would it be and that this is a question i was asking this person and they said pancakes Mm. and now you just mentioned pancakes so this is really weird Mm -hmm. what's going on with pancakes maybe it's something in the air (laughs) okay so why something that we all need to be doing right now we need to get right with some pancakes have you have you you've never made pancakes before yeah, I understand. I've been vegan for three years. I haven't had pancakes since I went vegan. So, went in. I just went in, cooked a half a box. You know, it was good. Oh, okay. So, for your one meal of the day, you ate pancakes? No, nah, it was one of my two meals that day. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, why don't I ask you this question? If you had one meal you could eat for the rest of your life, would it be pancakes? Yeah. What would it be? If you could have one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Probably a smoothie, some kind of smoothie. Like with everything in it. You don't you don't like to play right, do you? I mean smoothie, I, can't, I wouldn't consider a meal. I know you consider a meal, some people consider a meal. Let's be realistic. I'm talking about one meal, one thing that you would eat. Did you be able to eat all and I'm not talking about drinking smoothies and all that, because you can put anything and everything under the sun there. Let's play the game right, Swizzle. Let's stop being all uh, smoothie. I can put everything in there. What meal, if you that's all you could eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Me personally would be crab legs. I don't know. I would eat crab legs for the rest of my life. Well, it's this dish I make that I basically eat every day. It's this chickpeas with coconut milk and coconut oil and greens and Okay, so you can eat that quinoa. for the rest of your life. Yeah, that'd be meal prep. Monday through Friday, heat it okay. up, eat it. Okay. That's basically what I do now, so I could do that. That would be that's you could do that for the rest of your life. You could eat that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I eat eat for me is like work. Like if I didn't have to actually do the eating, 
somebody could eat it for me and I would just get the energy and stuff like that would be great. Okay. So cool. if you know anybody, let me know. You want someone to eat food for you and then give their energy to you. That I like the way you put it. Yeah, I like that. Oh. Okay. All right. So, um, you know what? We're going to wrap up this general here because uh, Swizzle has lost his damn mind again. And unfortunately, Urgent Care is going to give me a frequent um, visitor card in about two minutes. I got about a few more punches and I'm going to get a free mask after all this because <laughs> I'm going to keep taking you to Urgent you Care. Yes, I'm going to keep taking you to Urgent Care. So I figure out what the hell is wrong with you. Okay, I don't know what's wrong with you. Okay, real quick, I did watch something that was disturbing. Very disturbing. I decided, I, I, I mentioned this before, I have HBO Max. So on Sunday, I was like, you know what, let me um, let me see what's on HBO Max. Let me see if there's something I'm missing, whatever. I start watching that Woody Allen documentary. Four parts. I finished it. Mm. That was so disturbing. <clears throat> Yeah. It was disturbing. It was just disturbing. Period. It was disturbing. Um there's so much to unpack with that documentary. I don't want to get into it, but I watched it. It was disturbing. And that's all I gotta say about that. Um, I think it's time for us to take a break. I don't think there's anything else uh general. Oh yeah, I air fried a, a pizza, a vegan pizza for uh swizzle this evening for his one meal for the day or is this your second meal for the day uh it's second time i ate okay the second time i don't i don't know his schedule because you remember eating his uh his work for him and that's a fact and he he probably would like me to have ate the pizza and then just give him the energy man but um <clears throat> lifesaver whatever man I, I i air fried him a beyond meat pizza um i think he really liked the crust it's gluten free too, gluten free and all that good stuff. I'm getting no wheat at all, so I'm getting. <clears throat> I like it. I'm I'm liking the vibe. You like the vibe. You like was the pizza good? Is the air fry thing? It's tasty. Or it's you, got some bacon stuff in it. It's got some. It's, so you I'm think you it. do you think you could? It, it should have been an oven. Or are you filling the air fried pizza? The air fryer. I think I'm not mad at. It. Okay, you okay? Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. I finally got swizzled to say something. I don't know what he said, yeah, but yeah, yeah, he said so, something. You guys. So I, yeah, I recommend air frying uh, vegan vegan pizza because <laughs> okay. it wasn't frozen. No, no, it wasn't frozen, and um, I, 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 I don't know, you guys. My, my bro is so high maintenance. That's all I can say. All right, you guys, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna get into one of our favorite subjects, which is sports. This is episode eighty-seven, No Reason Podcast. I am Nola J, and I'm Don Suave. Don't you move from that seat because we got a good Jizzles corner at the end. Um, you guys, I'm about Which to. Which is a um, treat. No, yeah. I'm about to go get this number at urgent care for the umpteenth time. They at this point, I think I think they should just let me skip the line. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we are back. It's the No Reason Podcast, episode eighty-seven. I am Nola J, and I'm Suave. Please say Adel. Why are you so quiet? Why you, uh. what? Uh, you guys, I'm telling you, Woo. it's an urgent care night. Shit. All right, let's get into our sports. <clears throat> let's get it started. Let's talk about uh, the uh, Major League. Major League Basketball. Major League. I mean, baseball. 
<laughs> Major League Baseball. I don't know why I said basketball. <laughs> All right. Um, opening uh, season and day is coming up, right? It's opening season too. Opening day. I don't know why I'm having a hard time with this damn baseball. You want to talk about baseball? That's Apparently, I don't. You guys, I'm gonna keep it moving. Um, yeah, shit is happening. Some of my friends have already bought um opening day tickets for the Brewers. At um, the American Family uh, Stadium. I wish you stopped bringing that shit up. I really wish you would stop bringing it up. Mm. Um, there's no tailgating, and I think they're like. 20 percent 25 i think they're like the pfizer but you guys gotta understand the pfizer looked empty i can't imagine that uh i'm still calling it miller park i'm i don't care what you say it's miller park uh, you could say american family miller park is gonna look really empty yeah they're gonna have them spread all the way around like i'm i'm cool with it I'm good with it because i'm glad i'm fortunate to still see my team's play so i'm not going to complain about it and then someone asked me today, I was talking to another comedian. He's like, do you think it'll ever, it'll ever be the same? Like when we start, I'm like, yeah, because everyone is thinking this vaccine and I'm not saying any, I'm not saying yay or nay is the truth. And I feel like everyone feels like once everyone gets vaccinated and all that, that come like August, it should be crowded again. Now, do you think? It changes how people feel about crowds. I'm not going to lie. Monday was kind of peaceful. I'm going to be honest. And the only reason it was peaceful me for the Pfizer is because I'm used to going to basketball games. And I know there's people who are not used to going to sporting events. So sometimes the Pfizer is super packed. Because there's a lot of people, you know, the first time going to a game or they're doing games. They're not regular people that go to a game just to sit back and enjoy the game. That's why it's so easy for me to go to a basketball game by myself. Because that is really, I'm truly a fan. I like to sit back and watch and have a good time and enjoy myself. So right now it is eliminating the true fans. I mean, eliminating the... um. The bandwagon fans. I said right, that wrong. Right, right. It's 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 eliminating the people who, if you were super serious about it, you gonna come to the games. Like the minute the Pfizer opened up, you know this was when everyone knows this from the uh, previous episodes. I was excited when they finally let us back in, and that just happened maybe three four weeks ago when they were finally saying the um, Bucks can have fans. So well, Milwaukee is a city where what, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the sports teams here they have. Fan like very fanatic fans. It's not like you know, growing up in a DMV and a lot of places. I guess maybe like New York, where you'll have a fair third weather. Of, fi- a third yeah. of the crowd is like they're seeing the visitor team, basically, yeah. or you know their favorite team. But see, don't get it twisted. The Bucks. We have people here that do the exact same thing. When the Bucks weren't the greatest, and I still was a season ticket holder, coming faithfully watching, rooting. There was people that just coming in the game to see the other teams, of course, to see Kobe, to see LeBron, to see whoever's playing. Lonzo Ball, yeah. <sighs> These nuts have nothing to do with this conversation. There is no one just coming. Listen, the Ball family, as I call these nuts, I never said I had nuts. You keep saying these nuts. These nuts. What nuts? You don't have nuts. these nuts. I don't have these nuts, but these nuts family 
AKA Ball Family. You have you have Claw. You have these. The, oh my God. Anywho, let's just move on. I don't even want to talk to you anymore because every time I talk to you about basketball, these nuts come up, and I don't want to hear about these nuts. I don't even family. know what you're talking about with these nuts. You know these nuts, the Ball Family. You on them? You on their nuts? All right, yeah, you guys. They would come to see LeBron. <clears throat> they would come to see. Right. Let's get back to it. Knocking out Michael Red and, and all them. Michael Red. When did Michael Red come into this? Now come you the just, Listen, why, we have Ray Allen, Big Dog. You ain't got to go to Michael Red all of a sudden. <laughs> I mean, damn. What did, what, who did the bullets have? Who did the bullets yeah, have? Jawan Howard. He just got in the Oh, Jawan Howard. George Mirasan. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to do some quick um, sports news, and then we're going to get into the latest news because the NBA is on one right now. There's a lot happening with the NBA. So real quick, let's just do some random um, sports news. The Mike tyson Evander Holyfield um, fight is a whole nother drama. I'm I'm so sick of this drama. I can't keep up. First, it said the fight was was not going to happen because Mike Tyson didn't want to do 25 million. Then, hmm. then we got an update that said 54 year old Mike Tyson has announced he will be fighting 58 year old Evander Holyfield on May 29th, despite Holyfield's camp saying negotiations were dead. Then, within a few minutes later, Tyson's rep tells TMZ Sports Mike misspoke when he declared the fight with Evander Holyfield was on for May 29th in Miami. The rep said Tyson wasn't aware the two sides were far apart at negotiation table, and unless something drastic happens, Mike and Evander Vander will not fight for the third time. Mm. So... All this shit was going on in one day, and it was driving me nuts because I want them to fight. I'm going to tell you my first gut reaction was when I first read that Mike Tyson and and Evander wasn't going to fight because of the $25 million negotiations or whatever, I was like, Tyson's scared to fight Evander Holyfield. That was my first thought. So then Tyson came back and said, no, I'm fighting him. May 29th in Miami is going down. Then... Two hours later, or two seconds later, I don't remember. This shit was going on in one, th- and it was irritating me. Said that Mike Tyson misspoke. He misspoke too. Right? <laughs> smoked, because he does smoke a lot. Tyson smokes a lot. So I don't know if Tyson was saving face when he saw the headline. Do you get what I'm saying? When the headline is like, it's not happening because of negotiation. Mm. So I don't know if Tyson's ego was like, Bunk that. I'm fighting him. I'm fighting. I'm fighting Evander Hold. I want people to think that I'm whipping out. Cause that's the first thing I thought about was like Tyson, I don't think he wanna fight him. Yeah, but he's more measured now. He don't he don't go out. He don't go out. Like I don't that. know. So at this point, we don't know. It sounds like it's some money. But I I don't think it's money. I think it's a bunch of bullshit, is what it is. Fifty four or fifty eight? They're still young. I mean they are, but they old. Yeah. <laughs> 54, 58. I mean, I love to see it. And you know it's not going to be no full 12 rounds or anything like that, I don't right. think. Um, so let's move on. We're going to talk about these nuts. I didn't want to talk about it. You can talk about it. This is your shit. What is this? Magic Johnson drafted Lonzo Ball because of the Hollywood connection, quote unquote. Shocking reports reveal questionable line of thinking by... Lakers legend in the 2017 NBA draft. 
I don't get this headline, uh, Jizzle, but the headline is saying an inside look by the Atlantic at the beginnings of LaMelo's career reveals how Magic Johnson picked Lonzo Ball because of his Hollywood story. Okay, that's the damn purpose of the story. What are you saying? You don't understand it. I'm, I, I understand it. Uh, Melo has had an electrifying start to his NBA career thus far. He's a runaway favorite for Rookie of the Year honor, honors, and his Hornets team is currently fifth in the East with a 20-19 and 19 record. The Lakers have been flamed in the past for selecting Lonzo, his brother, over prospects who've turned out better. Lonzo himself isn't looked at as a bust anymore, but there's a feeling that Magic missed a, missed a trick as a team president. So let's see what they're so what they're saying. They're saying is the the Hollywood story of Lonzo, you know, the Ball family. Right. They're trying to make the claim that that fogged Magic's brain in picking him over other point guards. You mean he didn't tweet and tell us why? He but, always tell well, us. Magic oh. recently did say something about Lonzo Ball, mentioned that he had the highest basketball IQ of all the point guards, and. He made the case for Alonzo his rookie and sophomore years where he missed basically 50 games each year, so he never got to develop. So he had decent numbers, but not number two pick numbers because of that. So, you know, that is what it is. But so so Magic so Magic basically saying he picked Zoe. This was his reasoning because it was a Hollywood story because of LeVar Ball and all that. But in hindsight... He's saying mellow. <laughs> Which didn't he? Did Is he that say, what he's saying? No, oh, he, he said Zoe. He said Zoe. I'm sorry. He, you guys, he my was, bad. I I went ahead and I'm looking at the next article. He went in and now he's saying Zoe. He never questioned his pick of Lonzo. He it's, just told everyone he did it because it was a Hollywood story, though. Oh, okay. That was the purpose of that story. It was that's what he was saying over the reason why he. It doesn't matter. Uh, Magic said something crazy the other day about Zoe. What did he say? The highest IQ. The highest. What did he say? The point guard highest. I didn't even. I, I mean, didn't even get crazy. this article because I was just like, I because you get so excited when you talk about facts. these these nuts. Because it's a legend. So. Number one point guard in my draft and dad's draft. But he missed a whole plethora of other ones. Okay. So you saying they got a higher IQ. No, no. He missed a whole plethora of other ones and upset some people with that dumbass statement he made. Hey, it is what 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 is it about these nuts family that got you guys so hypnotized that y'all say some dumb stuff? What's dumb? What what's dumb about that? He missed a whole plot of other point guards. <laughs> He's got a high IQ than Chris Paul, Rondo, Damon Lillard. Cause he's the complete package. See, non basketball <sighs> watchers don't really get the hype with Lonzo. So you trying to say I'm a non basketball watcher? No, just in general. No, no. You make these statements. After I say something. So you're saying I'm a non-basketball I'm not saying you. I'm you saying said, you said non-basketball. They don't get it. I don't really know what you feel about Lonzo, but I'm saying in general. You don't know how I feel. You know what shit I talk about these nuts? And you ask me how. You don't wonder how I feel? I think that's because of me. I don't think it's because of them. <laughs> but 
just from like because Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith, he's always been like Lonzo's not. He's like disrespected him two weeks ago when it was like the Pelicans need a point guard. They need like a young Chris Paul. Like he didn't even name ball my name, and he was a starting point guard. But Magic disrespect Magic is a legend. And he's been in the game he do forever, that. but he bypassed so many damn point guards and disrespected them to say Zo. That that I, come on, man, he shouldn't have done that. You know damn well he was out of order on that one. That's magic, you know. Magic, uh, magic need to stick to being Captain Obvious when he. That's tweets. Captain Obvious. That man. is not Captain <laughs> Obvious. That's Captain. I have made a mistake. Do you know how much heat he's gotten since he said this stupid ass statement? I don't know. Has he gotten heat? How, but you yes, know, he's gotten heat. <laughs> what but are you talking about? He this, missed the whole plethora of point guards. He didn't miss. He knows who they are. <sighs> but anyway, um, his brother uh, had a wrist injury the other day and just had surgery. So they're going to reevaluate him in four weeks. Well, that's because Melo is determined to keep playing. But technically, yeah. he's out. For the rest of the season. Well, period. he's not. He's not out. Because remember, the season is going into like May. I know, but I said technically he's out, and now he's 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 not having it. Period. But he did go have surgery though. Yeah. He just had surgery. So, anyways, you want to ask me how I feel about these and Nuts Zoe, family? And Zoe didn't get traded. That was a big thing. We're going to get into out. all the NBA shit. Slow down. You get oh, so thought, excited about up. these nuts, don't you? You get so excited. You can't wait to talk about them. It's We're the going to get into the whole NBA shit that just went on this evening and the last two days, whatever. We're about to do that. We'll get into yo these nuts. You can talk about it. I'm I know you get excited. Nuts. You get so excited. <laughs> Ooh, you like the uh, old school pointer scissors. I'm so excited. Okay. So in um, NFL Packers, Rodgers um, Rogers and the Packers are going through it. So they're trying to negotiate his contract. Um, They're they trying to work stuff out. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to be honest with you at this point. Um, they did um, draft the quarterback, that quarterback that's a backup. And I, I don't know what's going on right now with Rodgers and all that. So, um mm. Yeah, I I love Rogers. I hope we keep Rogers. But then he went and got engaged. This engagement shit is really messing shit up. Now it's messing up his negotiations. I see. This is the this is why the fans hate when he get in relationships mm. because it just messes up his whole thing. Period. So, it's messing up. I'm blaming it on her. Yes, yes. I'm blaming it on her. Okay. Yep. I'm blaming it on her. Okay. Uh, a few more things, and then we're gonna get into all this um, NBA stuff because there's so much NBA shit that went on that we're just gonna do a whole little segment on it. Uh, Miami Heat is going to offer seats for uh, vaccinate vaccinated only stadium seats. So um, they'll have a section designated to folks who have been vaccinated. Mm. Um. Yeah. That's so. Deep. The section will open April 1st. And it's funny, it's Florida. Who the, the hell is vaccinated in Florida? Florida act like there wasn't even no damn pandemic going on. So I'm just curious. Don't come near me. You haven't gotten your shot. I guess. I don't know. So they're going to have a whole section for those people. Mm. Um, The thing that's killing me is Florida. There's going to be like one person in here. <laughs> 
Well, the thing is, they'll be they'll probably be the first stadium to have it be full, and then they'll just have it a little. They're saying they're just having. They're saying the section will open April first, and the rest of the stadium people in the vaccinated area will have to wear masks. The rules will be a little bit um, lax because you know, as Monday, dude told me to put up my um, mask when I was sitting there. Social distancing won't be enforced. And um, so it's a little bit more lax, mm-hmm. I, I guess. I don't know anymore. I'm over trying to figure out that shit. Um, our boy Lou Williams. Lemon Pepper Lou. Um, got traded to Atlanta. Did he get traded or signed? I don't think. I thought he got. <clears throat> I don't think on. he was on a team. I He was on Houston. He wasn't playing. I thought he, he was on, on Houston. Yes, I thought he got traded from Houston well, to Atlanta. Played, he hadn't played all year. It doesn't matter. He still was on a team. Um, Williams, along with two second-round picks and casters, traded to the Hawks from, from the Clippers. I'm sorry, not Houston, the Clippers oh, okay. on Thursday for um, Rondo. So the Clippers got Rondo. I love Rondo. I love the fact that he's still in the league. I love me some Rondo. He's I averaging always... like a point. <laughs> <laughs> he's averaging like a point per game. Who, Rondo? Rondo. I still love him. I don't give a damn what he's doing. But Lou, yeah, Lou's going to Atlanta. So um, Lemon Pepper Lou get to go to Magic City now and get all them damn wings he's been trying to get. Yeah. All right, let's get into the NBA. NBA has went off. The reals. Trade deadline. Trade deadline. Now, this is so funny to me. The Thunder have 34 NBA draft picks over the next seven years after getting after George Hill trade. I miss George Hill. Side note, we had him on the Bucks. I miss him. Um, but this trade cost a lot. The Oklahoma City Thunder continue to set themselves up for the future with Thursday trade of George Hill. Mm. The three-team trade that also featured the 76ers and the New York Knicks helped the Thunder add second-round picks in 2025 and 2026. It gives the Thunder an obscene number of draft picks over the next seven years. They got 17 first-round first Damn. And 17 second. They also brought in Tony Bradley, Austin Rivers with the latest trade. Um, but the general manager, Sam Presti, is likely more excited about the additional draft capital. It's been a continuation of strategy started with the recent trades of Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Wes Paul. The Thunder won't be able to turn all these picks into impact players. They won't be a roster spot for more than half of them, but they will have plenty of opportunity to strike goal with a handful of players. It could be what is needed to get them back into contention. Dude. Mm. Okay, my question is, I guess this is where I'm confused at. I'm trying to... Is what the hell was a George Hill trade? Looks like they got a 2025 and 26 trade uh, pick. Oh, so, okay, so... After trading him, they got two more picks. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. 34 draft picks, 17 in the first round, 17 in the second? 
They're drafting everybody. And if they see somebody in, at number one, they could just trade five picks to get, <laughs> to get any pick they want. Mm. Dude. They're trying to get a whole new Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden team. Yeah. They trying to do so- they got an- they got enough choices now. They can figure it out. Um, Aaron Gordon was traded to the Nuggets. Nuggets made some big moves they from Magic got- for Gary Harris. And they picked up uh JaVel McGee from the Cavs. Nuggets has been quiet, but I see what they're doing. Because the Nuggets, they were playing well. But they recently been getting they got knocked off by two teams. One of them was the Pelicans, but they've been losing lately. So they know they need they need a big man and Aaron Gordon is is quite the athlete. So um Kyle Lowry, he didn't go anywhere. They thought that was gonna be a big one. Mm. Um your boy Zoe didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um the the heat Took guard Victor. I can't. How do you say? Oladipo. Yes, for Avery Bradley and Ke- um, Kelly. Oladipo. And then um, they were in the talks that didn't happen, so they got that. Um, the Rockets. I don't know what the Rockets has no, done. No, the Rockets sent Oladipo to the Heat. That's right. For grocery bags. Um, the Bulls. They got Vucevic and Aminu. For Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, and two future round picks. Vucevic is solid. Okay. Um, Boston. Aaron Gordon. We just talked about that. Yeah, they didn't get Aaron Gordon. Nope. So they lost because they didn't make no moves. They made no moves. Atlanta got old Lemon Pepper Lou. And um, Rondo gave it up, and Clippers. I don't know. These trades are weird. Clippers I don't, got Rondo, right? But I don't. These trades is nothing exciting, to be honest. Um, Lakers didn't do anything, right? We still got Anthony Davis, LeBron. Sick. They didn't. I, I think they're waiting on what's. It? They were supposed to get uh, the guy from Cleveland. That's his name. Well, this was done an hour ago. They didn't ago. make any moves. So they didn't make no moves. Uh, the Nuggets gave up Gary Harris, which we just talked about, RJ Hampton. He's still in the lead. Oh, Aaron Gordon. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, So nothing really happened exciting. Nothing. JJ Reddick ended up on the Mavericks. I be forgetting about J.J. Reddick. I feel like he's been in league for a thousand years now at this point. Um, Yeah. So nothing. I thought we was going to have a lot to talk about you guys with the well, NBA Oladipo, trade. That's a big trade. That 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 basically, he's a stud. He's an all-star. So Miami gets a shooter that they don't, they didn't really, like a score score that takes some pressure off of uh, Jamie Foxx. So that's actually like, almost like one of them little, Unfair Laker, Pau Gasol for Kwame Brown type deals. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because they were almost in the they were in the finals. I don't know. I don't know because like um, with the Bucks, we on a winning streak, of course, 
right now and we doing well, but then like in the East, it seemed like everybody's injured. Mm-hmm. Like from And be Yep, everyone's injured. So it's like one of those things where I'm I'm happy we winning. I don't know if everyone's gonna rest up for playoffs. Like I don't know what game they playing right now, to be honest. LeBron and A D, they saying A D, there's no they don't know when he will ever come back. A D? Or LeBron for for the Lakers, AD. They was like, there's really no return for him right now. Oh, they reevaluated him. Just... I think so. Yeah, I think I just read that, and then so I don't know what's going on. The NBA is all over the place. Um, those trades weren't that exciting. I I I guess for the Denver seemed like they came up. Miami came up, and Miami came up a little Remember, bit. They were in the finals last year. Now they just picked up an All Star shooting guard, right? So. And we got. Old ass PJ Tucker. I'm still confused on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not no disrespect. No disrespect to do whatsoever. But you saw him Monday, and then like I'm seeing it, it's just like he rusty. Like I, I mean, it was I, his he, first game with the new team. Well, I know. I just hope he get the kinks out. I don't know, man. Like I, I used he's to, a tough dude. He's like he's. I used to him. be a big fan of having vets on the Bucks team because I always felt like cuz we had such a for for years we had such a young team so I'm like it helps to have a vet on and, and whatever to just help them on on a different level but I don't I'm not feeling that vet vibe right now I'm not mm. I'm just not and PJ Tucker might be the vet vibe that they're going for but I just I don't know Drew's a good vet he's a good vet I like Drew like I like I think we were good I think we we do need we needed something we had to get DJ Wilson was driving me crazy so I'm glad he's gone but I don't know we'll see you'll you'll be happy for Drew in the playoffs because he's the opposite of of uh Bledsoe like Drew will disappear don't during even the season. who Bledsoe why you bring who Shit, y'all might, y'all who need, that new new phone y'all need who to trade that? him back <laughs> what are you talking don't nobody want him <laughs> pelicans don't even want him period don't nobody want him so anyways that's what's going on in sports there's a lot going on with the nba the nba is the only thing that's really popping off right now uh baseball is about to start opening season for everything is about to start um and then football of course you know uh I'm sure I don't know because with COVID, I'm so confused with schedules now. Normally, foot uh, football. Well, no, they ain't getting towards. Ain't nothing happening yet. Happening yet, so it's baseball. So it would be play- just a Super Bowl a month yeah, ago. Yeah, but I, I get confused because now the NBA, the playoffs is going to be what late May. I don't even know. May. I think so. I think it's late when, May. How's your bracket doing? Oh, now my March Madness bracket. My bracket sucks, you guys. I. The only thing that I still got going for me right now is Michigan because I made Michigan in my uh, finals. The only the bad part about it is I put Michigan and Wisconsin. Don't judge me, but Wisconsin blew it already. So, yeah, mm. my bracket sucks. I got about 25 teams correct out of like 63 at this moment. Um, so there's still some money on the table. I don't have any money on the table because I'm a Wisconsin winner. But I got Michigan going all the way for me, though. Michigan is helping me. I don't think I've, um, you know what? During our break, I'm going to look at my bracket again. But, yeah, I I don't think I'm doing well. No. Mm. (laughs) Did you do one? 
I didn't do a bracket. Okay, then why you ask me these damn questions if you didn't do it? Don't have me expose myself like expose this. Expose your weak bracket, your emotional bracket? My bracket was very emotional. <laughs> but I was happy that Duke wasn't in it, but then I mean I didn't do that well either. I didn't I'm not gonna win anything. The only like I said, during the break, I'm gonna look at my bracket real quick and Duke, see who I still get, got it. Didn't they get the uh the flu or something? They got COVID, I think. Yeah, the flu. All right, you know what, you guys? We're going to end this now because we're done with sports. We're going to um, end it? Oh, okay. No, we're not ending the podcast. I'm going to end you in about two minutes because Suave thinks for some odd reason I need him. I never said that. Yeah, you act like it because some of the stuff you say just is like you think you can get away with it. This shit was corny as hell. All right, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to my favorite subject, uh, No Reason Stories. And then after that, we got Jizzle Corner. This is episode 87, No Reason. I am Nola J. And I'm Don Suave. Don't touch that RF switch. The what? RF switch. I. Yeah, we going With back to urgent care. We'll be right back. And we are back. It's the No Reason Podcast, episode 87. I am Nola J. And I'm Don Suave. Shit. What's going on over there, man? You okay? See, you guys, this is why I always end up in the damn hospital. That damn drink put me in the hospital. Because this dude. Um. All right, let's get into some no reason stories. Are you guys ready? Okay. Thank you. Let me get some feedback. Is that, you, your, is that, is that your, uh, what's the name, trivia? That ain't my out? trivia shit. That's me waking you ready? up. Ready? This waking you up. All right. Ep- All right. I was about to say episode. <laughs> episode 87. <laughs> Once again. All right. Headline reads, NYC man sells fart for $85. Cashing in on the NFT craze. Why not? Now, I'm going to have um, Swizzle break down NFT because we've been talking about this a lot in the last three, four episodes. And we did mention what it was the last three, four episodes. But I'm going to let Swizzle go ahead and break it down. What is an NFT? Because this is the biggest. stands for non-fungible token. Right on. In layman terms, it basically means a one of one of anything. But it's tokenized, meaning it has a place on the blockchain. In this particular case, Ethereum blockchain, not the Bitcoin blockchain. And Ethereum, the Ethereum blockchain has contracts built into it. So when you sell these one of ones or you place these one of ones on the blockchain for sale or for auction, there's an agreement that's attached to it. So you determine the how the agreement is laid out so 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 um in labor terms for our um listeners um can you break down like what is a one item thing like one of one one of one like explain like what can you because uh, to be honest you basically sell any any and everything that's why this story right here yeah sounds crazy but it makes sense so explain like you go to a site, it's kind of like an eBay, there's a few of them like that, where you upload, you would upload an image or a GIF as a representation of it and provide a link, and it can be to anything. Anything, anything that you have one-on-one on. Anything that you have ownership of, you can upload it, 
and put it up for auction and then people place their bids it depends on who you are too and how important it is so well yeah, you could you, sell you could sell your first shoe that you ever wore in life if you wait yeah it could be like a little that's what i mean this a is booty? it's anything you sell booty or a booty a booty a booty a booty. So Don Suave is selling booties now. I'm not on selling NFT. booties online. That's you not what I do. You selling booties? That's what you said. You selling booties? I'm not in the online. All right. Paper. Well, he's selling booties. So NYC man decided to sell his fart for eighty five dollars on the NFK. NFT. NFT. <laughs> <laughs> NFT. On JFK. <laughs> I was thinking of you. Right. A Brooklyn-based film director. Oh, oh! He's mocking and attempting to prop um, prop it off of the NFTs by selling mm. a year's worth of fart audio clips okay. recorded in quarantine. And technically, you guys, this is a weird shit you can sell. I mean, it sounds weird, but you definitely can. He's making fun of it and he's doing it. So he said, if people are selling digital art and gifts, why not sell farts? So that's what he's doing. He's selling. One calendar year of recorded farts for $85. And mm. he got a top bid of $183. Hey. People got too much damn time that's, on their hands. That's blowing some hot air there. The, oh, my God. But oh, you, boom, know what's, boom. you know what also is ironic? That Ethereum, when you, the fees that you pay when you upload something on Ethereum is called gas. So I see what he did there, if he thought that. I think he thought it through because he said he was um, is someone skateboarding outside. I mean, what is going on? That was very on loud. <laughs> that sound or is an airplane? I don't know what's going on. But yeah, he said he was making fun of it. That's what he did. Mm. All right, you guys. And a no, no reason story. <laughs> the <laughs> this this shit cracks me up. <laughs> Trump wax figure removed from Texas Museum after visitors kept punching it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> A wax museum located in downtown San Antonio, Texas, has decided to remove Donald Trump's Donald Trump wax figure after visitors kept punching it. <laughs> Trump's wax figures sustained <laughs> scratches to the face. And according to Clay Stewart, the regional manager of parent company Ripley's Entertainment, <laughs> the scratches were damaging. When it's a highly political oh figure, attacks God. can be a problem, Stewart says. Oh, my God. It's likely the figure will not return to the floor for display, at least not until the, until the new wax figure of President Joe Biden is added. <laughs> Oh Lord. <laughs> Which is currently be made in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> okay, you're getting a kick out of that. <laughs> or a punch. I can't that is so hilarious to me because how you that angry that man? He just what I mean Let's just tearing up I his mean, wax. Just to the point where they had to remove it because people just go in there punching the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's the times we living in right now. 
But I'm just saying, people don't care anymore. We are. It is. I mean, COVID has gotten people to to the point where they just don't give a shit, and everybody is just like, whatever. I ain't gonna lie. Everybody is like, whatever. Mm. But just the fact that they had to remove the shit because the shit was getting out of control. I don't. It cracks me up. Ripley's believe it or not, I, it, it just cracks me up. Okay, police chase stolen Friolet truck through three counties. <laughs> Damn, he had a chip on his shoulder. Hi, Dios mio, you had to do it, huh? I'm getting better. You no, you you worked on that this, was a, that was a Frito layup. You can go ahead and read the story since you got all these damn puns. I'm not fucking with you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Hey, the fun, the fun don't stop. I'm done with you. A 34-year-old man is accused. I was like, let me start with the headline. <laughs> Matter of fact, you already, you already did the headline. I can't even talk. Because you already know your Frito layup. Yeah, it was, it was a Frito layup. You get it? Cause like Frito I, I get it, dude. I'm about to treat you like that Donald Trump wax nigga. <laughs> wax nigga? What? I said figure. I did not say nigga. That was you. you sure? <laughs> I'm gonna rewind and take one. No, we can go to woke news. We ain't in woke news yet. Go ahead. Thirty-four year old man is accused of stealing the Frito Lay truck <sighs> in OK City. We just talking about OKC and leading police on a chase. Joshua Carp. He 34, 34, which is many, which is, how many trades that Oklahoma has for first draft. <laughs> they, <laughs> they got, all right, I'm, I'm seeing something going on you here. You see the numbers? <laughs> this 34 thing. Stole the company's truck after the driver stopped for gas and went inside. So he basically just said, oh, free truck. What do you think you're going to do with a truck like that, he asked, considering the large logo on the side of a truck, which makes it easy for police to stop. Authorities pursued the stolen vehicle through three counties, the New York Post reported. The vehicle was stolen from Oklahoma City, but traveled 90 minutes north to Enid. Deputies shot at the truck's tires, but <laughs> carp kept going. What? I'm confused. At one point, the vehicle was traveling so slow that the town's local police drove alongside it and asked him <laughs> <laughs> to get out of the truck. Oh, man. Why, though? Why? <laughs> For no reason. For no reason, he decided he just wanted to. <laughs> he wanted to try it out. But he Maybe. wasn't even on a, a, a serious chase. He was driving slow. And was like, <laughs> he probably didn't I'm even just, know they was chasing him for <laughs> Maybe he was just high. Maybe he thought hey, there was some chips. He was high as hell. He, he was, was high like, as hell. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to take this to my house. Right. And I'm going to have a bunch of Doritos. I'm going to have eat. me some. Yeah. Okay. Um, since we always talk about Clubhouse, and I'm sorry, you guys, we will. And um, I have invites if people want. How many invites <coughs> you have? I don't know. I keep getting at least eight. Six. I have a lot of no. I'm talking about invites to give. Yeah, I, like I have a lot, six. and um, I wait because I've learned my lesson. Um, wait a minute. Oh, some of you did accept my invites. My bad, because I used to have pendant invites, and it was like frustrating. Mm. But people have accepted my invites. So um, I have invites. Swizzle has invites. We always talk about Clubhouse. I I mess with Clubhouse. But now, 
In order to be on Clubhouse, you have to have an iPhone. Swizzle broke down and got an iPhone to get on Clubhouse. Um, but now they said they're going to have an Android launch in a couple months. I doubt they will. I just don't. I really don't don't think they're going to do it. I think that. um, Think they're going to back off of it? I don't think they're going to make it a priority to where they're going to make sure that it happens. I mean, it'll probably happen, but I don't think it's going to happen in two months. What do you think will happen? You think the Facebook thing or the Twitter? No, I'm just saying, like, I think to be honest, and maybe this is just my wishful thinking because I am just so. I love the exclusivity. I love the fact. I just love the fact that it's not open to everyone. I love it. So I'm just hoping that they take their time. To Android. When I do that, I'm gonna just have. I'm gonna create another account. It, I mean, do whatever you want to do. You already have an iPhone. You own Clubhouse. So I don't know what the hell are you talking about over there. I have one logged in as somebody on Android. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Do you? I see people doing that. They'll be in and out of rooms. I already know. People have ways of getting around to have several accounts. I have a, a, a secret account as well. Oh, you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have one where I, it's not me. Is that your turkey leg account? <laughs> no. That's my OnlyFans. And an update on that. I'll let you know in just a quarter of the update. You don't have to update on I'm that. Like, why don't you want to hear it? Because I don't know. Anywho. So they coming up with Andrew version. <coughs> um, I Honestly, I like having the fact that not everyone's on it, period. So let's move on. For no reason, everyone's heard this story. It's been everywhere. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, the cereal. There were shrimp tails, rat poo found in the cereal box. Mm. Um, How does that work? I don't know, and no one knows. So he said, um, "Oh, I don't even want to read this." But a guy claims he found a tail end of a shrimp in his cereal, and then this is gross. This is absolutely gross. Even me looking at this is making it gross. So there were shrimp tails in here, rat poo, all this found in Toast Crunch cereals. Oh goodness. So I don't know what they doing and how they figuring that shit out, but I can't keep doing that because it's making me want to throw up. Um, there's um, male shrinkage. Penises are shrinking caused by pollution. That's I what be- science says. Pollution is shrinking penises. I believe it. If you're a guy and you didn't care, you believe it? Is this happening? Do you is it? Do you know this from personal experience? I mean, what are you? I know saying? certain you things affect it? your. Your penis size, including pollution, even cell phone, laptop, stuff like that. I don't understand that because I don't have one. And I I guess that happens. If you're a guy and didn't care about pollution before today, you might want to rethink it. Because your manhood is being seriously truncated because of it, says a scientist. Dr. Shana Swan. So is this a female doctor i don't know talking about penises i'm I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it you guys i I don't the political wreck people don't come after me i'm just learning anatomy and you can learn anatomy i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm just saying a professor of environment and uh, medicine and public at the nyc mount sinai hospital made a starting claim in a new book of hers new book of hers 
<laughs> explaining that based on her research, based on her research, male penises are getting historically smaller due to manufacturing byproducts. Mm. Her book is called Countdown. Uh, how our modern world is threatening sperm counts and alternating male and female. What? This is her? Okay. Okay. The substance in question is You can tell she's seen her line of penises. Go ahead and read the rest of it, please. (laughs) The substance in question is called... uh, Phthalates, which are chemicals created in the production of plastics, which when exposed to the human indoctrination system, screws with our natural hormone process, a dynamic that Dr. Swan said is affecting our reproductive organs. She cites different peer-reviewed studies and her findings, which say there's a scary trend of modern-day babies being born with noticeably shorter members, which she directly links to the phthalates, she says, are seeping into our toys and even some foods that we eat. So, so when babies are born, they're noticing this already? Um, I guess there's a study. Why? I guess there's a why study. Are they, why are they, isn't that kind of creepy and pedophilish and kind of weird that you're just like noticing? Well, scientists, doctors, penises? they study everything. That's, you know, it's just science. But... That's all facts. I mean, what you eat, the toxins, all that kind of stuff, that all plays in it, especially for the men, that it plays into all that, even going down to erectile dysfunction. So I believe it. Dr. Swan says the same effect was observed in rat fetuses exposed to pethylatus, whatever that is, and now it's being seen in humans as well, which she's called a crisis in the making. This is a crisis. This is a bigger part of the larger problem which has been touched on elsewhere. The fact that men's sperm count and viable sperm worldwide is plummeting. Dr. Swan estimates that if this continues at this rate it is now, we will all virtually be impotent by 2045 and the thought a cold pool was bad sound alarm. Yeah, whatever, man. I don't know about this shit. I'm moving on in that one. That was weird. That was just weird to me. Hmm. It was weird. I, I, she looked weird. The whole thing was weird. It I mean, was weird. Her face definitely doesn't make. Uh, no, she looks <laughs> She looks weird, you guys. Once again, all these articles, anything we talk about will be on nolajcomedy.com. We move quickly to some of these. If you guys want to take a look at her, what she's talking about, try to understand it. I don't understand it. It makes absolutely no sense to me, but it is what it is. Uh, she looked like somebody who would be looking into some shit like that. So let's move on. Uh, <laughs> for no reason. The next story. Man, 21-year-old testicle-shaped growth on his earlobe that slaps him in his face (laughs) when he moves his head, releases jet stream of blood. It is finally removed by Dr. Pimple Popper. Mm. Dude got nuts, these nuts on his ear that's Mm. been growing since, what, since he was a kid. Wow. And um, it's kept slapping him. 
in his face. He kept getting balls slapped in his face. You're so immature. I think that's called teabag. He's right? getting teabagged by his <clears throat> ear. It's called earbag. We call it earbag. Is that what you're going to go with? Yeah, we're just going to roll. Earbag. <laughs> Dude. Just stream of blood, damn. 38 years old. He's from Georgia. He's been living with a nut on his ear for 21 years. <laughs> what do he do for a living? <laughs> he try to wash his ear as much as he can, but it smells like balls. It's a bad smell. <laughs> Is that in the story? No, it is. He it says has regularly washed wrinkle growth because oh, it man. can give off a bad smell. Didn't you do a story like about balls? A, didn't somebody have like an implant from like their ball skin? No, it was a pubic hair or, or something, <laughs> and pubic hair start growing on a cheek. I don't know, man. <laughs> these are these stories that we read for no reason. Dude, dude, I don't even want to keep reading this shit because I can't stop laughing because I'm immature. God, I'm immature. I'm I'm very immature, you guys. This guy had a nut hanging from his ear. Well, it smelled like nuts. It kept hitting him in his face. Well, see if there's a picture for you. <laughs> a picture of the nut? <laughs> there you go. There it is. Dude, it looked like yeah. a... Dude looked like he got a nut earring. <laughs> That's tough. No, you can get the you can get the close up too. <laughs> so those look like nuts. These nuts. <laughs> he should be part of these nuts family. Yeah, is this bad. is this Zoe and Mello's uncle? <laughs> nah, he's these nuts. You guys, this is me on Nola J Comedy. I'm very immature. I don't give a shit. It got removed by Doctor Pimple Popper. On TLC. TLC got the worst Man, shit. Just look at this little nut right here. <laughs> That's a strong dude that living life with that. He said it kept slapping him in the face. <laughs> mm. So when he have sex, do old girl Oh, am I asking too much? <laughs> know. Tweet him and ask him. So when he, when he tell her to, <laughs> to go down, does she go up as well <laughs> to his ear? <laughs> I'm trying to understand. <laughs> oh, you guys, I'm very immature. Hopefully your your kid doesn't have balls. <laughs> I'm just ear. immature. I'm immature. Uh, yo, Florida news. Miami has extended their curfew. Curfew. Curfew, too. Curfew. I'm still laughing at the balls on the ear. Um, yeah, so Miami had enough. That's it. Spring breakers, curfew. You guys done too much. A lot has happened, and I'm I'm not going to laugh at this because a young lady got raped and all kind of stuff went on um, with spring break in Miami. Florida just don't give a fuck. This is something's wrong with Florida. Seriously. All right. Another Florida story real quick. Florida mom, 34, is charged with child abuse after showing up to her daughter's middle school wearing a boxing glove to fight a 12-year-old girl. Wow. But tell the cops it was glued to her hand so she couldn't take the boxing glove off. 
What is going on in Florida? That was not smart. You're 34 years old. And you're going to go up to your kid's school. I get it. I, bullies, I get it. Bullies. That's something my mom did years ago. She didn't go beat up a kid, but someone was bullying my niece. This was in Vegas. And she went up to the school and talked to the teachers and stuff. And then my mom was a little little gangster. And then she, when she knew who the kids were, she whispered in their ear that she would fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> but she protected her grandbaby as far as she concerned. But she would never go up there with no damn boxing glove and get ready to fight a 12-year-old at 34 years old. But how she did it, Riddle then allegedly began, no, witnesses told police that Riddle's daughter initially pushed the victim to the ground and hit her. Riddle, with their boxing glove hand, then allegedly began punching the victim who was lying on the ground. So his daughter pushed her down, and she just came in and started molly whopping her with the punching with the boxing glove. Right. <laughs> one glove. One glove. I knew you was going to do that. You just going to do that. Whatever. It's Florida. Because it's right. one glove. Let's get into some woke news. Let's get it going. But you live to see another day. Let's get into woke news. TD Bank Teller refuses to withdraw money for a black businesswoman because she didn't feel comfortable. Mm. I'm going to tell you something right now. Racism is on high alert. <laughs> I don't know if y'all noticed, but they are treating us like shit with no problem. Like they are not holding back. A TDA, a TD bank teller refused to withdraw money for a black businesswoman because she didn't feel comfortable. A few weeks ago, Gwen Samuel, the CEO and founder of the group Connecticut Parent Union, visit a TD bank branch located in Southerton, Connecticut. Connecticut is ghetto as hell. You guys don't get it twisted. Connecticut, just cause it's a Connecticut, Connecticut is very ghetto. Um, to withdraw money from her account, Connecticut parents union is a group that advocates for equal education opportunity and resources for children in the state of Connecticut. That's ironic. That's what she represents. When she arrived, she mm-hmm. asked one of the bank tellers to withdraw her thousand dollars. It was just a thousand dollars. What? A thousand. I can go inside. I had my TD bank card and my license, Samuel told Fox 61. They were cordial. I'm not even going to say they were rude, but a strange amount of time was spent going through Samuel's account. That's when the teller told the woman she wouldn't be giving her the money. That's her money, man. Mind you, Samuel has been a member of TD Bank for 16 years. Hmm. This is this is entitlement. Like, who do you think you are when you tell him you can't give me my money? She hands me. This is why people put money under mattresses. <laughs> she hands me my license and she says, I don't feel comfortable giving you the money. Samuel told the station, so I got confused. So I said, you don't feel comfortable giving me the money? She said, she said, well, you just desp- just desp- deposit, I can't talk, just deposit the check yesterday. Samuel then told the clerk that she had already verified the check was cleared. First of all, this is you doing too much, teller. You are a bank teller. This is a businesswoman, a CEO who runs a company. You are a bank teller. Yes, I am being like that. You're a teller. Do your job. 
Give her her money. Right. Okay, let me continue on. This is pissing me off. And she says, oh, yeah, it's clear. The money's available. I just don't feel comfortable giving it to you. Samuel said, adding the teller never told her why she felt uncomfortable. I was so hurt and I didn't want to start crying. Samuel ended up, ended up going to another location to withdraw her money needed to pay a vendor. I just want, I just had to make sure I am not overreacting because we're such a racial tense time. We are in a racially tense time right now. So I just wanted to give the benefit of the doubt, but that doubt went away when I got my money from the ATM in Bristol, period. On top of that, Samuel put together a protest on money to bring light to the mistreatment she experienced and made sure it never happens again. Even though it happened to me, I don't want anyone else to have that terrible experience. I just want them to do better. I could pull my money. I could prove that point, but I could also prove the point by trying to work with them. So in a statement, TD Banks responded um, to the incident. TD Banks. I keep want to say TD Jakes. I don't know why. But the security of our customer accounts is top priority. We regret the specific reason why the transaction could not be completed, but may not have it been explained to Miss Samuel at our Queen Street store in Southerton. That's funny. It's called Queen Street. <laughs> And a queen was trying to get her money. Due to privacy concerns, we cannot discuss the account activity on a particular customer, although we can confirm the customer's transaction was completed by another store. We regret that Ms. Samuel did not have positive experience, which is why we tried to provide whatever, whatever. Are you going to fire this broad? She's just a, you do your job and give the lady her money. Mm. Yeah. That shit sucks. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's her money. It was just a thousand dollars. Buy Bitcoin. Anywho. TD Bank be wilding. Monopoly is canceled. Again? In woke news. <laughs> Monopoly changes outdated community chess cards to reflect what community means. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> According to the New York, I don't remember playing Monopoly and being this woke when I played Monopoly. It's about we just money. Played, we you just played money, Monopoly. The I don't remember all this, but according to New York Post, the first time in 85 years, a game will change community chess cards. <clears throat> the yeah. classic board game is a favorite among families. Um, they're changing. All 16 community chess cards will be changed, including outdated topics like beauty contests, tax refunds, holiday funds, and life insurance. Outdated? That's outdated? <laughs> oh, my God. But now we now focus on more contemporary community matters with hopes of making the board game more reflection of the world we live in. The game is sticking to... Are they still going to have the classic Monopoly, regardless of people who still want to play the classic one? But anyways, the I game is so. sticking to involving its players of what they feel should be the new community chess cards They that were sold. Fam, fans can vote on new cards such as Shop Local, Rescue Puppy, or Helping Your Neighbors. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to read this anymore. That's woke. That's part of woke news. That's part of woke news. Monopoly 
No comment on that. I have no comment. So in the um, first time ever, Evanston, Illinois is going to be the first U.S. city to pay reparations to black residents, mm. period. They have, um, <clears throat> the council has voted eight to one, $400,000 eligible to black households. All of them? So on on Monday, uh, Evanston, Illinois becomes the first U.S. 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 city to make reparations available to black residents for the past discrimination and lingering effects of slavery. Thank God. Mm. Chicago suburbs city council voted eight to one to distribute four hundred thousand to eligible black households. Each qualifying household will receive $25,000 for home repairs or down payments on property. The program is funded through donations, revenue from 3% tax sale of recreation marijuana. City has pledged to distribute $10 million <coughs> over the 10 years. They, they tax the shit out of marijuana in Illinois. They should have a lot of money. They tax us high as hell. Qualifying resident, residents must either have lived in or been a direct descendant of a black person who lived in Evanston between 1919 to 1969 who have suffered discrimination in housing because of the city ordinance. Alderman Ruth Simmons, who proposed the program, was adopted in 2019. This set aside injured the community that happens to be black, that they in the right direction. I, I like this. In the right direction, period. Hmm. In the right direction. That's what, in the right direction. All right, and more woke news. Woke news was popping. Oh, man, I'm already, I was already choked up over the last one. They popping. New York City woman calls bakery employee the N-word for refusing to serve her without a mask. This whole story is a whole mess, period. It's a whole mess. But anyways, there's a video. I watched it. Um, they were, the, the guy at the bakery, uh, a black man forgot to, or he didn't forget. He refused to serve her because she didn't have her mask on. So she got super pissed off. I watched this video a thousand times and she, um, ends up calling him a bitch ass nigger. And then eventually she just called him a bitch. And then she said, and then she's like, Ooh, he is one, but that's who he is one. Her son is Jamaican and white. She's Italian. Um, it doesn't matter her race. That was super uh, racist. And she called him a name. And then she went back on and said, I can't be racist. I just took ancestry um, tests and found out I'm 39% Nigerian. There you go. And hey. then... <laughs> And then she had the audacity to say, I don't understand why we're not allowed to use the N-word, but black people can. We can only use it in our heads. Which... Use it in our heads. See? <laughs> why you got to drop a course? See? My man needs to drop that course. How, was it 42 weeks now? Uh, Papa John is 20 months. And 20 now, months. We, now I understand why it's taking them 20 months because I didn't realize that they it's in, it's their, in head. their head, so they're calling us niggers in their head. So right. they got to get that, and out they of their filter head. it at the mouth. I, so, anyways, this broad was completely out of order. Um, they call her Bakery Karen. I don't know whatever the case may be, but her kid is like half Jamaican. 
I mean, there's all types of people in Jamaica. I know that. And then, and like, and, um, and Charlemagne earlier made a valid point, and it is true. Uh, uh, slave owners, I mean, they slept with uh, black women and had kids. It, they still racist and slave owners. You get what I'm saying? So, like, whatever. 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 It was, it was very out of order, and the Dude that works at that bakery, people have shown him so much love. They've been giving him money, hitting his memo up. For real? Because he was very calm about it. If you watch the video, <laughs> I watched the video. He's very calm about it. He didn't come back at her or nothing like that, but she was out of order. All right, and more woke news. Sesame Street just introduced two new black Muppets oh on the God. show. I thought Sesame Street was already diverse. Weren't all of I didn't really think everybody was fully white on Sesame I Street. I thought it was a show full of people with problems. <laughs> Do we need more black people with I problems? <laughs> I don't know. But Sesame Street has introduced two new black puppets as part of their, um, of course, everyone's tackling race, and which is cool. Um the new kids on the block, Elijah and five-year-old son, Wes, and they talk about their skin color and all oh that good stuff. God. And yeah. And more woke news. It's just really woke, y'all. Everybody's woke. Uh, a Buffalo radio host said, I don't like my toast like Serena Williams. It's too mm. dark for me. Yeah, he's fired. Radio hosts in New York compared their toast preference to the famous black women's skin color during a segment. And yes, it came off a bit as bad as you think. The racial charge conversation at it was yesterday morning in Buffalo, New York. Duh. Uh, Co-host dude, I ain't going to even say his name. He compared his toasted bread to a trio of black celebrities, Serena Williams, Holly Berry and Gail King. That's how he described how he like his toast. He don't like his toast like Serena Williams. Letterman said his toast, mm. his bread in line with how attractive he finds certain black women. Essentially, Serena is too dark for his taste. <clears throat> Gail is not even thought, even a thought, and Holly is just right. The fallout has been swift. Um, they end up firing him. And he got fired from some other gigs. The disrespect, though, because they got Kamala and the, the, the disrespect. This is disrespectful. The, the, the part that kills me is you're a white man. Why are you doing this? You white. Why? Why? I think they just like playing with the racial comedy. No, I, I just think that woke, the reason we have a, a lot of woke news is, is just everyone's just getting very um, comfortable. I just feel like if it wasn't as woke, these comments would be made. Because remember that other guy with the the comedian, like last week, had the same thing talking about uh, black people planting Hennessy trees or something like that. <laughs> like I, I, if it wasn't so woke, I, don't well, think, it I think I I honestly think that number forty five opened up this door a lot, where it's a lot it's a lot blatant. Like this shit is just getting out of control. Like like. It, it's 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 a it's a fight back from the white privilege period it's like they're rebelling like i'm going to say it because you're telling me it's wrong and they're not even really thinking like dude come on now you gonna compare toast holly berry we know holly berry is mulatto 
We know Gail King is brown and we know Serena is considered dark skin, but like for toast and your white male doing it, like y'all need to calm down. This ain't, and you own like regular, like, I think that was regular radio. That hmm. wasn't even like series or satellite or cable or something. You're not saying, I mean, I, I'm down with freedom of speech. Say what you want to say, but come on, man. You know that shit ain't right. But that's like a rebellion they having right now because they feeling like the white man feels attacked. Like they feel like they white privilege is 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 on they they're protecting themselves, and so they fight in the way they want to fight, and they fight by rebelling, like by just being like assholes and like <clears throat> I'm just gonna really amp it up. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a reason to call me racist. No, because they, they are they don't they they are but they so privileged this. We get into this all the time, but you know damn well this was set up for them to succeed, period. They don't know what it's like to struggle. They don't know what it's like to go through any of this. They have no idea whatsoever. And they don't really give a fuck, to be honest. So I just, I think that's just whack. That shit kind of pissed me off because stop disrespecting women. I'm sick of it. Like, I get sick of that shit. That shit is getting old. Like, get over yourself. Like, why do you disrespect Serena like that? Well, why are you why are you disrespecting her? Period. Why are you fucking with us, black women? Period. What was, so you thought it was cute by saying that you like black women, but this is the type of black woman you like. So in their mind, they think, "Well, I'm telling you, I, I like I like black women, but I just like more the Holly Berry and not the Serena Williams toast." What? I mean, that's the. It is. It, it's guy stuff too that you know, but it is. I listen. I, I I'm. I know how guys time. talk. I'm just saying. It's just a sensitive time. It's right not now. even so much a sensitive yeah. time. So I'm fucking with black women. Period. I'm over it. Black women. We're sick of it. Like leave us alone. Just leave us alone. We ain't. They ain't. Holly, Gail, and and Serena haven't done nothing to this man. Why are you talking about them? Just leave leave black women alone. Why is this a subject? Is it because Kamala is the vice president? What is it that made you feel like it was okay to do that dumb shit? That sounds stupid, especially from a white man. I'm going to be honest. If it was a black man, I did up like, all right, there's still an issue. I'm sure someone will find an issue with it. But at least I a little bit more like, okay, it's a brother talking. I get what he's saying. I mean, it, was, it still would be a stupid ass comparison. But at least I can, at least a little bit, I can be like, all right, it's a brother saying it. But a white man? You talking about dark skin, light skin, brown skin? How are you? I, this ain't even your world. You don't know nothing about this. <laughs> where, where are you coming with all this? Talk about your, okay, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to stop. Nola, Usa. Well, he obviously likes wheat. He likes wheat take bread. A you don't like take a deep bread. breath. He likes his bread toasted. He can talk about his white bread. Well, obviously he likes to toast talk it. about his white bread, even though his white bread tries so hard to be. He likes to toast it. Toasted. That's what he's saying. He the, likes to toast white it. bread like to be toasted as well because they getting they they getting our lips, our asses, they tanning, they doing everything. The Kardashians is just I've, uh, man, they culture vultures all day, all day, period, hmm. all day. So let me not go there. Just stop disrespecting a black woman, period. We didn't ask for all that. Don't nobody give a... Well, we don't give a damn if you do like us or not. How about that? 
Well, that's a guy. That's not for women, even you know. Regardless, no matter what he's, you can keep saying it's a guy thing. That's fine. That's how guys kind of. Okay, that's think. fine. But you're on the radio. You're national, and you're white male, and you talking about dark skin, light skin, brown skin, or w- black women. Regardless, if it's a guy thing. Come on, man, swizzle. Stop. I mean, yeah, that. Stop. 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 I'm with you. That's a. No. He's fighting the system. Leave us alone. Period. Leave us alone, man. (laughs) We ain't talking about white bread. Well, y'all don't talk like... You don't know what we talk about, to be honest, because you're not around us. We talk... But not in public. It ain't even about public. It's just... Like not in a professional setting. You don't really... I just understand where he thought. Okay, I'm, let's move on because this shit then pissed me off. Okay, and more um, woke news. news. Uh, Minnesota theater cancels the production of Cinderella because the cast is just too damn white. This is why. <laughs> this is why they had the, the last story because it's stuff like this. It hold on, Cinderella. Okay, not Snow White. I was about to say. I said because it was ninety eight percent white. I don't even read this anymore. I'm so sick of woke news. I wish y'all figure out what the hell y'all want to do. Also, my um, woke news that I'm in on that's some good news is that they're going to finally do a documentary on the Alpha Kappa Alpha, a.k.a.s. Um, and I think this is kind of dope. Um, it's a sorority, a black sorority. So they're going to go ahead and do a documentary on it. I hope they do a documentary on all of them. Is it because your girls are a.k.a.? What, Kamala? Yeah. Because I went to college and I know about sororities and I went for one. I mean, it's just a... It's, no, I mean, is that why they're, they're shining a light on it? They're doing that now. I have no idea. It doesn't matter. They're doing it. I think that they should um, do them on all, though. I'm not saying, like, those type of AKAs keep going. So, let's move on. Um, at Healthy Living, McDonald launches a big meatball burger. Oh, my God. I know you was excited about that. Look at that big burger. Like I said, all these stories will be on NolaJComedy.com. Like <laughs> I can eat that every day it, and live to 100. No, that shit just made my heart hurt when I looked at it. Um, Dr. Dre News, you know we bring him up. Guess what? It's not about his marriage. Woo-woo. This mm. time it's about the mm. verses. Uh, Dr. Dre decided to back out of the versus battle. You know, he was supposed to be in it in the beginning. The reason he backed out is because Teddy Riley, when he saw Teddy Riley. With his debacle. He was like, I can't. He's like, I can't go out like that. And what people don't understand is when Teddy Riley was doing his, Dr. Dre was there. Because when Teddy Riley got done, Dr. Dre was going to. Pop on and surprise everyone and be like, I'm doing the verses. Now, who he was going to battle, no one knew, but he just said that he was going to do it. And then he called, um, I think he called Swiss, and he got on the phone. He said, man, I can't be part of that. Nothing like that. My legacy is quality. <laughs> because right. Teddy, but Teddy, and, and for you guys who've been watching the verses and keeping up with the verses, Teddy was doing too damn much. Teddy was doing way too much when they first started. Because when Versus first started, for all of us that started at the beginning, it was just a simple Instagram live, invite the next person, 
two people and they just played the music in their crib. And that's how it was. Teddy was doing, Teddy <laughs> Riley was doing the most. Teddy had brought backup dancers, backup singers, whole band, everything. And Instagram couldn't handle all that. It was mm. still an Instagram system. <laughs> yeah. And he did all that. He was he had too much going on. And when that was embarrassing and then they had to redo it and Babyface kept throwing shade, Dr. Dre saw all that and was like, no, I can't go out like that. So that I was in be the beginning. So yeah. I got a funny feeling they might still get him. They should now. They've up, upgraded yeah, just a little bit. They've upgraded a lot. They in the same studio. They got DJs. They They really did a lot. And they got Triller. It's it's it, it came a long way. So, um, as a matter of fact, um, Wednesday will be official year that Versus has started, and I remember that. When you it was remember just, the first one? It was Swiss Beats and Timberland. It was just it, it was just Instagram. They invited each other and did it. Um, Drake news real quick. Drake interrupted Kyle Lowry's press conference last night. I don't know if you guys watched it. I did. It was hilarious. Um, he called why he was in the middle of his press conference <clears throat> to the game, talking about he was going. He's his um, um, interpreter, and then Larry kind of like laughed and then no, you're not. And then he hung up on him. And I don't know. I, I'm wondering because you know Drake knows everything, especially with Toronto. Maybe he knew he wasn't getting traded or something. Or it's probably a part of that too. Right. But you ain't going to the Lakers. Right. You ain't going with Bron Bron. Right. So that but but Drake and Bron are were cool. So Yeah, they're cool. All right, in some entertainment news, my favorite artist of every of all time, number one is Prince. Everyone knows that. His anniversary of his death is coming up in April, April twenty first. I've been to Paisley Park in so many capacities. I was there, I've been there when Prince was there and I've been there after he passed away when it's become a museum. Um and I've done that tour a hundred thousand times. His fifth anniversary doing something different. They're actually putting out his urn. They're mm. putting out his urn and fourteen people fourteen hundred people will be a lot uh allowed in. Um I'm gonna see if I can still get in. I'm probably too late now, but I'm gonna see if I can. And his urn is a replica of Paisley Park. It looks just like Paisley Park. That's the urn that he's in. So you'll be able to, um, if you go on his anniversary, you'll get to um, see him. <clears throat> that just makes me sad. Every time I do that tour, um, you could feel Prince's energy in that house. It's so, I can't explain it, but you could feel, you feel him. You feel him all the way, all the way through. And I've mentioned this before in previous episodes. I also... They also um, covered up and and the elevator where he passed away at. Mm-hmm. So when you walk in, because I know where the elevator is at and all that good stuff, I kind of turn and look. It's a wall now, but it's sad. But you feel his energy through all that. It's very, I love that tour. Um, I always do it when I do gigs in Minnesota. So I always get to see it. I went there to... Right after he passed away, I had a gig in Minnesota. It was straight there. So when when it was crowded, everyone was around a fence and throwing stuff and all that before they had opened it up as a museum. So, yeah. 
I'll see if I can get a reservations for it, but I'm in New Orleans that weekend though, so I don't. You in the Nola? I'm going to the Nola to do the Nola. So, um, yeah, rest in heaven to my favorite artist of all time. Uh, that kind of broke my heart. It still breaks my heart. I can't believe him and Kobe. Those are my two all-time favorites in life. Period. Mm. And it's just, it's just about. I'm just whatever. Let's move on. Jamie Foxx, one of my favorites. I've mentioned this several times on this podcast. I love Jamie Foxx. He's a triple threat, threat singer, actor. What else he do? <laughs> Wait, is it a triple threat? Actor, singer, comedian. Comedian. That's it. What? How I forget the main one? Comedian. Mm. <laughs> hey, I haven't seen his stand up in a while though. So he's got to deal with uh, Viacom, CBS, Viacom. That's it, Viacom. Viacom, CBS, MTV uh, Entertainment Group, which is dope. He got to uh, deal with his uh, producing partner, and they're going to produce original films of blacks and other people of color. So I'm a big fan of Jamie Foxx. Anything Jamie Foxx does, I am there for it. Um, he's in the Mike Tyson. He's working on that. I don't know if you guys have noticed. He's buffing up. He's getting ready. Mm. To do the Mike Tyson biopic, and it, it's so funny because he used to make fun good. of Mike Tyson all the time. Yeah, it's like right, perfect. But I think they're super cool friends. Um, Nas and Janet Jackson have been inducted in the National Recording Register by the Library of Congress. That's a big deal. Nas got Illmatic. I love Illmatic. Nas is in my top five of rappers, and then. Um, Janet Jackson is going to have her Rhythm Nation 1814 Louis Armstrong with Saints Go marching in um, inducted. So I guess uh, her Rhythm her Rhythm Nation Rhythm Nation 1814. So Louis guess, Armstrong is as well cool in the game. Yeah, my bad. Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. I didn't mean to put Louis Armstrong with Janet Jackson, but her Rhythm Nation 1814 going in. I guess that uh, Justin Timberlake um, apology must have helped her open up some more doors. Mm. Thank God for the white man, right? Helping out a black sister. Mm. I'm still mad about that other article. You know that. <laughs> Let's move on with Versus. Versus got a battle coming up that I can't wait for Easter, you guys. This is from my old school. Isaac Brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire, baby. That's gonna be that's gonna be nice. That's gonna be nice. Then we get the boomer to watch it. We're gonna get the boomer to watch it. It's gonna happen April 4th. Now, that's next Sunday. Now, something that I've talked about, been waiting for, and Swizzle's like, no, it's never gonna happen. No, he hasn't doesn't have enough. Why are you wanting him? Blah, 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 blah. Well, guess like that. what? Yeah, that's what you did. You hated. On 420, Nola J's finally getting what she wanted. Redman is in the versus, baby. Versus Method Man. Come on, son. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for it. I'm a Red Man fan, man. Woo! But Method Man will win. Do, do, time for some action. Uh, uh. Method That's man. a Red Man song? Yeah. Method Come, Man will win. Oh, man. Dude, this is going to be a good battle. Takao. I cannot wait. And I love Method Man. Don't get it twisted. So I'm a fan of Method Man, but I love Red Man. This is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. They got to do the Tupac joint. 
whatever you're going to do, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And then May 8th, they got SWV and Escape. Hmm. And then they got a Mother's Day special. They're not telling us who. And there's a rematch happening on Memorial Day weekend. I don't know who that rematch might be. Is it going to be uh, who we were just talking about? Baby, not Babyface. It- you know what? I know Rick Ross wanted to do a rematch. I don't know who it's going to be. Well, it's blurring out. It don't look like a Rick and the Ross. They're not going to tell like- us who it is. They purposely did all that shit. Eric B. and Rakim. Where you see Eric B. and Rakim? I'm looking at the blurred. That's not a rematch. Eric <laughs> B. has never. Eric B. and Rakim haven't done anything yet. So they got Memorial Weekend. They got a ladies night coming up. So they got a lot of stuff coming up. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Isaac Brothers of Earth, Wind, and Fire is going to be like when they did old school with Gladys Knight and Patty LaBelle. Gladys Knight and hmm. Patty LaBelle. That was dope. And I cannot wait to see Red Man and Method Man. You know, I, I cannot wait to see I'm Red sitting here Man. trying to guess what's blurred out. Trying to figure out what's that ladies night one. Because you got three letters know. there. And then you got Ziza, no, Eve, 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 Eve versus, and it says Ladies Night because Eve was in Ladies Night, right? And who, Missy, who is that? No, uh, M. Hmm, I don't know. That's a good one, but it is Eve. I'm putting money on Eve. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. Well, Charlie. Here's another one that, that I don't think is a good match, and it was Radio Silence. I love Trina to death, but Trina wants to battle Little Kim, and she's been saying it, and it's been kind of um, Radio Silence. No one has responded to this. <laughs> so <laughs> I I don't think her and Little Kim. Rox, uh, what we say? Foxy Brown and Little Kim. Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown. If you could get them in the same room, I don't know. Lil' Kim is very finicky, so good luck with that one. Mm-hmm. And and um, real quick, and then we are going to get to Jizzle's Corner, is uh, in Who Gives a Fuck News, Facebook is about to launch something that looks just like Clubhouse. That's what they do, though. Yeah. That's what they do. And I, I, good for them. I won't be on that shit. My mom and my aunts and them, Facebook is old. So I, I guess the older people will figure out how to do Clubhouse on Facebook. And, you know, they're going to censor. Like, you know, nobody want to mess with Facebook. I'm not messing no. with Facebook, <clears throat> period. So They're going to be listening to your comp. Yeah. Uh, so this is how it's going. But you can have live audio um, rooms and... I <sighs> got a bunch of Mark Zuckerberg's in there. Well, this is all great. Mark Zuckerberg. He does. I mean, I hate the fact that he bought Instagram. Bothered me, <laughs> but I mean, you know, what I, mean? I mean that that bothered me. But I like Instagram, so I'm like, whatever. But yeah, so yeah. Th- Hope so he doesn't buy a clubhouse, huh? Hope he doesn't buy a clubhouse. I hope we just leave clubhouse alone. Period. Period. All right, you guys, um, we're going to take a super quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to do Jizzle's Corner and then we go uh, wrap it up. That's it. Wrap it um, up tight. I thought I was going to make it short and sweet, but it's not happening because it is what it is. You guys, this is uh, episode 87. 
No reason. I am Nola J. And I am Don Suave. What happened? Don't touch that dial. Okay, you guys. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with Swizzle. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is the last segment, Swizzle. And I'm going to make this short and sweet because we went a bit longer than I thought. We are up on Jizzle's Corner. Jizzle's Corner. Um, so, any comedy news that's going on that I need to talk about? Nothing made. Well, Issa Rae, but she's not a comedian, but she signed like a five-year, was it like a million dollar, 40 million? She's, man, she came up. With uh, HBO. HBO is hooking her up. So she's going to be making projects for a minute for the next five years um, with Warner Media. And I believe she got, she's in the millions, put it that way. So I'm super proud of her. I always bring her up. And so, was, you know, that's always talk about it because I started with the black awkward girl. Awkward black girl on YouTube used to watch that back in the day. And um, I couldn't believe it went to HBO. Insecure is based on that. So pretty much. And she did a pretty good job of keeping it true to it. So this is the last season of Insecure. I love Insecure. Last season of HBO. But this ain't the end of Issa Rae. She got some stuff coming up with um, the City Girls. She's doing her little rap thing. And like I said, five years. Um, I think she's in the millions. I don't know the exact amount of what it is, but um, it's good for the culture. Hmm. That's all that matters. She's doing something else for the culture. I can't think of anything else on comedy-wise that's going on. Um, no, everyone's just waiting for clubs to open up more. Um. Eddie Murphy, the coming to America, all that is that that exciting thing is over with now. Uh, Eddie Murphy's got a new special this coming month. He does April because he's got starting a new YouTube channel. Now I'm starting to see at the end of his videos. You starting got, to get into Eddie Griffin now, huh? <laughs> well, he's got a YouTube channel. I see him like he's got a new video like every day now. As so, you tell me. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> You like riddles. <laughs> That's my guy, though. All right, I'm going to do this super quick. Um, I'm going to just talk about a little something that um, I started off with. I used to run open mics back in the day. I started in 2005. I had an open mic called, um, it was at the Our Door. And it was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. My brother's best friend who went to high school with um, opened up a bar and, um, even though I was the mean big sister, he still let me have my open mic there. <laughs> and it was a nice little spot because it had like three different areas that we could do open mics. Now, for you people who are not familiar with open mics for comedians, it's very important. And back in the day, Milwaukee had, we had a lot of good open mics, legendary open mics. And we also had a lot of comedy clubs, too. Mm. So we had a lot. We had a nice comedy scene when I first was starting professionally. Um, what helped me elevate to be able to, you know, move a little bit quicker in the game is by running an open mic. So I started running open mic so I can have the most important thing when you starting off as a comic. And this might not be a crazy story. This is just some some comedy stuff is that you should always stay on the mic. 
Like that is the first thing you need to do is just stay on the mic. So open mics were important. And the reason I say stay on the mic is because not just telling jokes and all that, that's very important, but it's the technicality of being on the stage, like being able to work the mic stand, being able to work the mic, being able to, the the technical part, when you get so comfortable on stage, you'll be able to tell your jokes better you'll be comfortable you won't be so intimidated Mm. so that's why open mics were so important it was it was of course working out material and and getting your material tight but it also helped you be comfortable it's like anything it if you're like if you it's like you know learning to ride a bike once you learn how to ride a bike i know this is a corny uh, analogy but once you learn to ride a bike you kind of don't forget it and you're so used to it, and and you can pay more. You can enjoy the ride more because you know how to pedal, you know how to move, you know how to stop, you know how to get out of way of traffic and all that type of stuff. You can mm-hmm. enjoy it. So the same thing with um, open mics, why they were so important, and they still are to this day. We, I mean, with COVID things, whatever. I'm not gonna go forward. Let me go back to what I was talking about. Is that it? it you just get comfortable. And so me running an open mic helped me a lot because it forced me. I had to be the host because I ran the room. So I had to, and back then, yes, you guys, I'm going back to the old days. I used to have to advertise on MySpace. <laughs> advertise on MySpace? On okay. MySpace, yes. I'm going I'm to I'm be honest with you guys. I love MySpace. I think a lot of comedians love MySpace back then because it's like you technically didn't need a website. Because you could put your schedule. I don't know if you guys remember MySpace back then, but they had um, where you could put your schedule up of where you're going to be at. You can do that on your own. All my top 10 friends were all comedians. (laughs) And then there was always uh, what I loved about MySpace that helped me a lot was you could just look up comedians. Period. Like if if you go to a different city or anything like that, you can link up with comedians. It mm. was so easy to do because my brother lived in Vegas back then. So when I would go to Vegas, I go on MySpace, look up all you know the comics from then. We all became friends, talk. I knew where all the open mics was at. I just feel like MySpace, I don't know what it was about MySpace, but it was really easy to navigate, communicate, and connect and network. So yeah. I was I was able to do open mics in Vegas. Wherever I went, I was able to do open mics, but I became really good at the open mics at Vegas just because I was there visiting all the time. And MySpace always helped. So back then, I had to advertise my open mic on MySpace, I had to email. I had an email list back then. So I had to email everyone. And then I would run an ad in our little Shepherd Express. We had this paper called the Shepherd Express. We still have it. And they had a section in the back where, where before all social media was popping, we would go look at, you could see on Thursday, Sunday, Saturday, whatever was going on in the city. And right, they had a section right. for comedy, whatever. I would advertise there. And you just send in a little blurt. Um, that was free, to be honest. And did that. And then we'd set it all up. And then the, um, I'd have comics come down. 
They have to sign up. They had three to four minutes to do their time. And to a lot of people, three to four minutes is like, oh, that sounds like that's a short time. No, that's a long time. Three to four minutes is a long time. And sign up and people would come in and we would have a good time. I worked a deal out with the bar where I could get the comedians a free drink and half off of their meals. So you always negotiate it with open mics. Like I never paid for the actual room or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, They were just hoping that people would come in and buy drinks and do things like that and all that. So, yeah, I ran my first open mic for two years at the R door. Different comedians came through. I would get a lot of surprises from some vet comedians that I looked up to would come in and bless the mic. We'd have a great show. Um, and then they had another location, this bar. So I opened up, I had two open mics that I was running at one time and on um, downtown and they both were downtown. So it was a good location. Everyone come in. It was so much fun. It was back then where people would go out and watch live music, open mics. And then my night was a Thursday night. There was another open mic that was right after mine. So we would leave my open mic and go to another open mic and do open mics. We used to love doing open mics. You just worked on jokes constantly. Yeah. Then I finally got a third room, but it was urban. Finally got a third room where it was black open mic. Mm -hmm. Never had a black open mic. But this owner, dad was with me on this one. This was really, she was, it was really weird. But it was a nice place. It was a Martin Luther King Drive. It was called Finesse, I think. Finesse? Yeah. This is the room that put dad and I on a billboard. I don't know if dad ever talked to you about how we were on a billboard. We were on this big ass billboard uh-uh. <laughs> that would that would advertise and it would be like on on Saturday night comedy with Nola J and Wednesday nights uh Kenny International Walker. We had a big billboard. Me and Pops used to laugh about this. Oh, he was performing there too. I got him a gig. I got him in on a Wednesday night. Okay. okay. And so I would do Saturday nights there. And it was my first urban one where it was a black open mic. And so I got my boy to DJ. Um, And my boy, Rocky Rockman Jr., he would DJ. And um, we'd have comedy night on Saturday. So readers, I'm bringing up Rocky because he passed away today. So I want to give love mm. to Rocky uh, rest in peace. That was my homeboy, very close, good friend of mine. Um, I'm still a little bit in shock about it. Um, my condolences. Yeah, he's he's gone. So I kind of put Jizzle Corner. I just kind of dedicated that to him because I just remembered um, that he was with me during that time, and Pops remembers him, and I remember us just. We had a good time. We was always laughing because that that owner, she was just so extra with stuff, with the billboard and things like that. And then Pops would come in with his band on Wednesdays. And then one Saturday, Pops played, and I did comedy in between. And then Rocky would DJ. It was just a whole, it was a whole thing. Mm. It was a whole thing going on. Um, and that was my third room that I did, which was kind of dope. So... My thing is, I and, and like I said, rest in peace to Rocky. And then later on, um, I 
Rocky and I just did something else a few years ago at Mr. J's and rest in peace, Mr. J's. Mr. J's actually, uh, our list actually came to my open mic. This is all coming together. You guys, I am babbling. I'm over the place because I, this just happened. So I'm trying to put together our list who just passed away as well. Um, not recently, but in the last few years came with dad and Harvey Scales, rest in peace. They all came down to my open mic. Like we were all hanging out one night and it just all came together and they were at my open mic. This was in 2005. Hmm. And so it's weird. So it's six degrees. I know I'm babbling. I know I'm not making any sense right now, but the point I'm trying to make is I ran open mics. I had a very good time. If I didn't do open mics as a comic, I don't, think I would be as I wouldn't be where I'm at now and be as polished and as um, not scared of the stage or the mic. Right. Like, cause I learned the tech technicals, the technicals. I was going to say testicles. I bet you. <laughs> technicals. As you run your hand behind your ear. Shut up. That's how like little Richard when I did that. Shut up. <laughs> so <laughs> shut up. So from like 2005 to like 2007, 2008, I ran open mics. I had to stop running them because I got busy. I got working. I got gigs. I kept having other people like, um, you know, fill in for me and stuff like that. And then it got to the point where they were like, we're just going to stop if we can't have you do the open mics. So I know. Jizzle Corner, it is what it is, you guys. I know I start off strong some episodes, some episodes I don't, but <laughs> I'm just giving you background information with comics. Open mics are a big deal. It is a big deal. And I was fortunate. And the reason I bring this up as well, too, is because I paid my dues. Like, some people just don't understand that. Like, I paid my damn dues. Because with open mics, that I don't, I didn't get paid for that. It was just comics come through, sign up, work out your material. I've worked out some of my best jokes at open mics. It, you just, it's, it's a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. And that's what Milwaukee is booming. Now we, we have open mics, but I'm going to be honest with you. You've gone to a few with me in the last few years. I don't even know half of those people. Like I have no idea who these people are, mm-hmm. but it's important. It's important. It's very important. Um, that's all I really have to say about that. I didn't really have much prepared for the Jizzle Corner. I was trying to kind of honor Rocky a little bit because I remember him doing my um, open mic with me. So I just wanted to give a shout out, rest in heaven. Uh, that kind of messed me up. So that's all I got, really. Okay. Any, any questions, anything? Because, see, Swizzle gets very what, disappointed. What advice would you give a young Swizzle, comedian? Swizzle gets disappointed with me on this Jizzle Corner because I'm not giving him what he wants because he gets so hyped. No, I like it. I like it. He gets, he gets so hyped, but I'll give you what you want. No, I'm, I'm entertained. Yeah, whatever. So what advice do you give young comedians about open mics? You said you've been a few recently, been to a few recently, and you started out learning the ropes doing open mics well how much weight would you give would you say people should give now to i think i think what open mics is is don't take it for granted you definitely should do them um 
that's where you learn. Like just, I mean, whatever happens, happens on that stage, but understand that you can't expect. See, this is the thing that goes on too. And, and this is any perfect, any musicians, I'm sure you can relate. Any of you guys can relate this. Things can get clicky. So there was open mics where you could go and there's people there's in clicks. People just gets in clicks. And so when certain people go up, people are cracking up. That's because they little click is laughing. It's inside jokes. And my thing is, do you, I'm not telling anybody to do anything different, but don't do inside jokes just for your click. Like if you're really trying to be professional and, and go places and do different things, make sure you make sure that you are doing jokes because you want to, they're funny, however you want to do it, whatever your style is, do your style. But it's very frustrating when you're sitting at an open mic and then there's like a comics up there and he's telling these little, and it happens. I get it. And he's telling his little inside jokes and there's like four or five people just laughing their ass off mm. and they're looking and everyone else is like going, it's like, really like this is the, not the, even funny. Like, where is the joke at? What is going on? Yeah. So I just think that if you're serious about the game comedy, just remember that you want to appeal to everyone. And I'm not saying change up your jokes or your style, but just be strong in who you are. Like figure out your character, your voice, figure out your voice and your character and 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 bring it on. Make people conform to who you are. So you have to bring people into your world. You have to, especially in open mics, people don't know you unless your, it's your clique or the people that normally go there, which mm. we get it. But you have to, um, as a comic, like if I do something out of town and I don't know people, you know me, I'm always out of town. So I don't know, I don't know these people. I, I pull up in Alabama. I'm from the Midwest. They be like, who is this Yankee? What is she talking about? You have to be strong enough to conform them into your world. And you got a few minutes to make them like you and understand you and bring it in and do whatever you choose to do. But you have to conform and understand that you control the stage. You control the mic. And that's why it's so important to go to open mics or go to places where you get used to the stage and get comfortable. Because if you're not comfortable with just the technical stuff, and you like don't know how to put the mic in a mic stand. I know that sounds crazy, but some people don't know how to put the mic in a mic stand. Some people don't know where to put the mic stand at. Some people don't know where to walk at. Some people don't know what to do the, the technical part. Mm-hmm. When you trying to be what to do with your eyes when you got to cry. I mean, it, it, it just it just get used to the environment. Period. I'm not telling anybody how to do what they want to do because I feel like everyone has their voice and their character. So do your thing, but you're going to have to be confident enough to bring people into your world. Like you could be a dark, grimy comic, but if your shit is funny, people going to laugh and have a good time with you, period. Mm-hmm. And people respect more when they know that you're being genuine and you come in with genuine shit. And then there's comics that could do one-liners and all that, which I love that too. Do you. But if you up there being hacky and and... And don't know what you're doing and all that other stuff. You're not gonna get them. Like, don't insult the the, the audience. But I do think open mics are very good, and they help me. So that is my story on my open mics. Cool. I just want people to know that I started somewhere, so it wasn't like 
I got breaks. I've been paying dues, period. Open mics, riding through snowstorms. I've done a lot for this game of comedy. Mm. So that is the Jizzle Corner. Jizzle's Corner. I don't think Swizzle liked it. He going to tell me he's not going to like my story. That was story. my second favorite one. I, he's just, you know what? Swizzle lies a lot. To the Eddie Griffin one. He, he lies a lot. He lies. You know what? Every time I mention somebody, they come up, though. You know that D-Nice commercial is everywhere now. Taking yep. out you suckers and you don't know how I did it. Yeah. Now you talking about Eddie Griffin, right? Yeah. See what I mean? So I could go on and on and on and on. Eric Benet was wasn't Eric Benet up. popped up all of a sudden. Maxwell. Maxwell didn't, didn't verse with uh, um, D'Angelo, but I, D'Angelo came up. Out of nowhere, and I met yeah. D'Angelo. I told that story. Yeah. Holly Berry popped up out of nowhere. So, uh, this one's about you. So, you're about to pop up out of nowhere. I'm gonna pop up. I'm popping up. I'm tired. It's my time. It's my time. All right, you guys, that was the Jizzle Quarter. Um, to be honest, I kind of was just trying to um, give a shout out to my boy that just passed away, trying to do a little bit of that and also still keep the Jizzle Quarter going with the open mic. So, uh, it's been another uh, episode for us, episode eighty-seven. Um, I gotta get to uh, urgent care again. Um, oh, you gotta go there? No, I'm you taking you. No, no, you need a ride. How you gonna ask me for a ride? What you got? What are we gonna get in your sneaks? <laughs> what are we? What are we riding in? Whatever we want to ride in. Whatever, man. All right, you guys. Um, have a great week. Um, once again, laugh. Things are opening up. So go to some comedy shows, watch some stuff. Uh, life is crazy right now. We got a lot of crazy stuff going on. I'm, I don't even want to discuss. Got tornadoes everywhere. I don't want to even discuss the bad stuff that's going on at all. Because it's just been all around craziness going on. So you guys get out there, do something. Uh, every article and everything we talk about is on nolajcomedy.com. Uh Hey, at some point, we're going to do some video. Y'all going to have to get to see us to see what we're doing. We got a lot of things in the works. We're going to do a Clubhouse uh, show. I'm going to be on Clubhouse can, all can day they, can, tomorrow. Where can they follow you on Clubhouse? Do you see? Why you always got to bring up my name? Swizzle is a hater, you guys. I explained to you guys a few episodes Earlier, I could not change my name back. It's Nola JJ. And I hate the fact that he likes to bring that up because he <laughs> thinks it's funny because he's a hater. It's not funny. I think I think he really just wants me to fail. So, Swizzle. I want you to Swizzle, just, just follow Nola JJ. On. See what I mean? You just like <laughs> say that. And see, that's because he's the, the clubhouse DJ. He thinks he's all cool because he's popular on clubhouse. No, I'm not popular yet. Anyways, we'll be back next week, you guys. This is episode 87. I am Nola J, a.k.a. Chocolate Blonde, a.k.a. Mm. Jizzo. And I'm Don Suave, a.k.a. Suavarati. Don't hurt nobody. And please come back next week because we're blowing up like a 12-gauge shot. You guys, he has no bars. No bars whatsoever. He's the no bars dude. You have no bars, what dude. You mean? No bars. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace. Deuces. Tell a friend to download and subscribe to the No Reason Podcast with Nola J, the Chocolate Blonde. Go to the website nolajcomedy.com. That's nolajcomedy.com.